Hello and welcome to the super colorful telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Uh, today I got a fan favorite, ever loved by the, by the zeitgeist of the Scottcast fandom, the Scottcastigators, Ian Dixon. Hello, Ian. Hello. How are you doing? Are you enjoying life? You're doing good? I'm here. Yes. <laughs> the exasperated Ian Dixon. The reason why I, I, I want to point out for people, because episodes get released along the week, usually like Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, something like that. Mm-hmm. Every time you're on, like you start with this, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to clarify that the reason why you're always in this mood mm-hmm. is typically, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is the end of the work week for you. This is like you pretty much... Do your Monday through Friday, yeah, uh, nine to five kind of job, and you come here, and this is what you do. This is this is your blowing steam off. That's right. Thing. Survive the gauntlet. Survive the gauntlet, and now it's time to cast. Do a, <laughs> do a beer thing. What do they do? What do they, pop a top. Pop a top. Pop a top, and pop a top. Pop a squat. Pop pod. That should be a t-shirt. Oh yeah, right away. It's a it's a t-shirt. Pop a squat. Pop a pop a top. Pop no. Pop a top. Pop a squat. And pop a pod. If you have a better version of that, please write into hotforscottcast at gmail dot com. That's hot. The number four scottcast c o t t c a s t at gmail dot com. And let me know what you think that quote should be. We'll put it on a t-shirt. Now the thing that draws this episode together today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to. Sum up the episodes. Got to pull in a theme. Yeah. That theme for us today is feuding Mm -hmm. and, and, and law and order, but mostly feuding. Yeah. Because we've got a couple feuds that we both want to discuss. So we're pro feud again? We're pro feud. (laughs) Last time we met, you were going to give up the feuds. Yeah, that's true. We and I've been actually. This is the first time I'm pro feud in, in, in a while, but uh, this is more or less we're instigating a feud, and this is more we're analyzing feuds that occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the victor? Who was not the victor? What was going on? Let's get a play by play. Let's mm-hmm. let's make sure we're not crazy or someone's not crazy. Let's judge where we need to judge, etc. Yeah, uh, we're looking at some things that have occurred throughout the week where we were feuding and <clears throat> getting some clarification, mm-hmm. getting some clarification on what it was like. You were just reading out to me a little feud you had online. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. Like, I, like nobody engages in this stuff online, right or wrong, and then feels good afterwards. I mean, I knew better before <laughs> I started... Doing what I did. Uh, what? Paint the picture for me. Like, what? Where were you? Were you at home, like, with your robe on and your pipe and your cats and your wife and and, and like scrolling through your feed? I think Bronwyn was at work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was at home, just kind of wasting time with the cats and scrolling through the, the Facebooks. And uh, I don't know. I I have like a guilty pleasure of like reading comments <laughs> of things that like shouldn't be controversial right because someone was always in there being a dumbass mm-hmm. so i came across this this huff post article i'm also not proud that i read huff post <laughs> but uh i mean do you read huff post i mean do you subscribe to huff post get in i guess the i comment section i like read one one time and it just shows up on my feed now <laughs> okay <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense so the the headline was eight children are accidentally shot 
every day. Every day. With unsecured firearms in the home. So they're unsecured, so they're not locked up. They're not locked in a box. I don't know anybody, pro-gun, anti-gun, who's anti-put-your-guns-away. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Responsible gun ownership, right? Yeah. I don't want to have a gun. You're more likely to have an accident like your child shooting you or you shooting your own child, thinking they're an intruder, um, just having a gun in the home. Well, it makes sense. You can't shoot... Somebody, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a gun, right? I mean, the, I mean, like to look at that. You're more likely to be the victim of gun violence if you own a gun, right? Because you're around one more often. Yes, it's, makes sense. I was scrolling through to see what kind of idiocy would would rise up, and you found a doozy. It's a doozy. <laughs> I okay, okay, we're, yeah. I, I I don't know like how to set the stage we just got to kind of read them okay well i'll, I'll let you I'll, I'll set the stage a bit we got this comment here and to to be it has fair, nothing to do with guns it's got nothing to do with guns <laughs> <laughs> but uh everything to do with why one would go to the comment section to see okay what does this bring up <laughs> and it's like a this person's a word salad writer they they yeah. kind of write their stream of conscious James Joyce kind of kind of writers. This could be a closet genius we're talking about. Maybe I have some theories about why her style is the way it is. Okay, we'll get to that later. Maybe I like that. I like that. All right, tell us, read us the comment that made you need to instigate some sort of at least inquiry. So remember, we're talking about guns and children being shot accidentally. Gun safes, mostly, like not being open. Lock them up. Infantile assigned drugging schedules, heavy on injections, has been the dumbest move. Children just were not this across the board out, unable to grasp some adult items are not for unsupervised play. Yep, that includes those firearms. Undrugged infants actually grew up pretty responsible with guns, air rifles, BB guns, pellet guns, shotguns, and plain old rifles of many varieties. It's not that firearm causing such. The problem lies with special privilege legal pharmaceutical product lines somehow recently considered safer than breast milk. That program that turned infants into walking needle-stuck dolls unable to deal with the rest of pharmaceutical psych product lines. This person lives in an absolute dystopia, I gotta say. Not using your brains if you refuse to recognize the forced-mandated and compelled infantile drugging that started this so-called gun became an issue. This reads like a roll call of the propaganda conned. That was it. From what I can see, this is about... Anti-vaxxing or weed or psychological, like, antidepressants, maybe? That was part of my confusion. Yeah. It seems to start out with vaxxing. Uh-huh. Which, like, okay, we know there's anti-vaxxers. Also, that makes them unable to deal with the rest of pharmaceutical psych product lines. So I imagine that's, like... Stimulants, ADHD medications. I don't know. I don't know what she's referring to. Right, and then she refers to uh, something along the lines of uh, now it's it's something somehow. That's why we have problems with people shooting themselves accidentally, though, because they're all drugged. Yeah, apparently. Crying out loud, like I want to go to the town this person's in. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a fun time. The entire town's roving around absolutely drugged out of their minds so much as as we are in this moment a lot of thoughts came to mind 
right. when I read that, and I could have responded um, sort of ag- aggressively or assertively. Um, but I, you didn't do that. You didn't. You didn't respond. I wanted to be. Anything. I wanted to hear her. I wanted to understand her point. Yeah, because it was kind of a jumble there. I don't know that I uh, that I really caught what she's trying to say. Yeah, all I caught was everyone's on drugs, and that's why people are shooting each other. Not that they're left out of safes. Yeah. So my response, which I thought was pretty civil, was those are pretty dramatic claims. Do you have any evidence to support those claims? That was it. That was, that was it. That was it. Yep. Okay. So did she send you some links? Did she send you like an article? Did she send? Did she send? Did, you, did she tell you? She what, sent what? a lengthy response. <laughs> oh, okay. She she wrote the evidence out herself. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's her response. <laughs> if she's trying to convince us that everyone's drugged, she's doing a great job with one of the population. <laughs> Ian Dixon. Are you really expecting approximately 100 years worth of evidentiary documentation be provided to you in this comment thread? Wait, 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 wait. I just love that she started with Ian Dixon, fan favorite Ian Dixon. (laughs) Did you really think? Go on, please. There's plenty. Get real, kiddo. My statement is fully backed and arises from very factual information, data, research, studies, all working with that undeniable experience thing. With tech advancements, you can easily hit up CDC, an excellent resource of documented evidence available to the public. If you wish to work backwards, NIH has a wealth of research documentary evidence resulting from decriminalizing willful pharmaceutical injurious harms with the proper legal filed status. Two out of a plethora. As far as experience goes, I was born before profitable injurious harms were decriminalized into legitimate business plans realized very well today. Hmm? Wait, what was that last sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Again, not, I don't, I can't make sense of that. As far as experience goes, I was born before profitable injurious harms were decriminalized into legitimate business plans realized very well today. Maybe 15 years before that practice, against all reason, rational insanity began. Rational insanity. I like that. This, this person, no, no, no. I swear to Rational and sanity began. Rational and sanity? Not insanity. Rational and sanity. So when did this rational and sanity begin? When did, when- 15 years ago. <laughs> 15 years ago, we discovered reason. <laughs> 14 years ago, we discovered the internet. <laughs> Those early stages of childhood physical development were known to be pretty important. Health practitioners knew from education and experience to not be the cause of a child's suffering. What was not part of that childhood until my teen years? Food allergies and diabetes, to name two. Mm. Nobody ever had diabetes before this woman was a teenager. Yeah, they just dropped dead without knowing it. (laughs) (laughs) Learning and behavioral disabilities were pretty rare in comparison to the standard today. Yes, I was vaccinated as a child, so were my politically generational peers. There actually is an immensely reduced mountain of known lasting and permanent harsh medical risks consequences by not impeding that early development with injectable pharma products focused on delivering just enough level of disease to force lifetime immunity under controllable situations. Childhood mortality rates were much lower back then. Another result. Were they? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's actually gone up lately. Mortality? In in the U.S., yeah. Oh, like what kind of up? Infant mortality. Like, is it up like, like okay, we're at like the levels of the Oregon Trail where we're like giving birth last among ditch. developed nations. Okay. Okay. So maybe we should address this. <laughs> uh Another result was very few children were on long-term use prescription pharmaceuticals either. Not one I grew up with were being provided behavior controlling pharmaceutical mental-focused product lines. Many was the time former students would simply stop in to say hello. Not a one toting a gun, seeking revenge, mercy killing spree as is too common 30 years into the spread of compelled intense schedules of a variety of injectable pharma product lines. This person is blaming drugs for all of the ills of society, I can see. This is, I'm like halfway. Jesus oh, wait, this is the response? <laughs> like she could write all of this, but she couldn't like send you one link. So I'm just she gonna, told you how to get to the things. I'm like, obviously I'm gonna skip like the rest of what she said. Okay, and just go to my response because we were getting into some territory that just it, she stopped making sense. Okay, so I respond. Mm-hmm. That is a cryptic word salad that doesn't really elucidate what specific drugs you propose are responsible for society's ills. Cryptic word salad episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I expect at least one valid scientific study to support or clarify your stance. A broad critique I would propose is that there are a plethora of confounding variables involved in human behavior and painting broad strokes that pharma is the supreme evil and endangers the public. Notice how concise my responses are. <laughs> <laughs> you make a st- you make a claim you you make a statement. It's clear where you stand. Sure. I mean, plenty of people can come in and like maybe say one thing against that, one mm-hmm. thing against this. But it's it, it's a unit of a decipherable, uh, yeah. pursuable conversation, which yeah. which is which is a lot uh, which, which is a lot of credit to you, <laughs> given <laughs> what what you're working with. I mean, if I responded to her point by point, I'd have to write a book or something. And you know what? That could be a great idea. Like, yeah. go through the internet, find the most insane theories out there, uh, and just shit all over them. Copy them, paste them, and yeah, you could get a publishing deal with Penguin or something like that. Who does publishing these days? Penguin. That's I, the one I, I always see. Who's survived as a book publisher? Oh, there's plenty of book publishers surviving. Go to Amazon trial. <laughs> <laughs> Books are dead. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast and see the new wave of book publishing. (laughs) (laughs) Audible books, audio books, books, great courses, all these things. David is going to take a great course. Did you know that? I did not know that. He's going to take a great course on some sort of science shit. Okay. He's going to be like, I'm going to learn a little bit about stars today. What are you going to do, fool? That's pretty cool. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they do, they do like all sorts of, like they basically tape lectures. Okay. Um, and like the great courses ones, they're like $80 audio books or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're the audio from an entire semester of lectures for these advanced cl- courses or something like that. But you know, you're, you don't get like, you don't get homework or anything. Yeah. So you just get to listen. That'd to be kind of great. I would love that. Yeah. Cause if you love, I always had like a, a fantasy about just like, Dropping in on classes. That's what it is. It's the ability to drop in on classes without feeling like a, like a predatory. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I'm going to go steal some knowledge. Let's go into this lecture hall. You know, I'm just a 30-year-old man hanging out with these 20-year-olds. 
I just want to learn about science, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like they've got all these things. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash scottcast. Get learned. Don't be like this person we're talking about right now. What's the, what, how did they respond to your, uh, your, your opinion that these broad strokes against Big pharmaceutical were ultimately damaging to our current scenario. It's not quite as long as the previous one. So today's pharmaceutical profit-based industry operating under providing injurious harms while denying full information and disregarding that pesky consent detail. Consent? You're supposed to get informed consent before you prescribe medication. What does that mean? Most responsible doctors do. They just explain the benefits and risks. Right. I've gotten that speech. Any uh, ethical physician will do that. Yeah. They'll be like, if it lasts for more than four hours, come back and see me. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> like, so that what was, are you going to do? That was, the, that was the first sentence. There was no, uh, that felt like a setup without a payoff. And then she's just moving into the next thought here. If those business methods and legal extra, legal extras, it, Arranged to support being the only legal dealer in town have painted pharma as a group engaged in supremely evil generation of currency endangering the public. It was in no way, no way my doing. Yes, pharmaceutical products do cause a great deal of harm to people. No other way for the insane profits being declared and pocketed annually. Going to try to demand evidence concerning that aspect too. Or can you check those markets yourself to verify just how awesome inflicting injuries instead of supporting health happens to actually be? How awesome? That's awesome? I guess she thought that I was, like, supporting Big Pharma? You're, you're, you are Big Pharma. She probably thinks that, like, you're some guy hired by Big Pharma to troll these comments and fight people. I think that's what she thinks. (laughs) Because the first place I would look was uh, an article about, uh, like every week in the mail, you get like a check signed from Big Pharma. <laughs> Just a bunch of zeros. <laughs> All right. So that didn't make a whole lot of sense either, but she's a, she seems to be pretty... Uh, she seems like she... Pretty aggressive. You was prescribed something, and then she thought this, and then she stopped taking what she was prescribed. <laughs> Could be. And now she's totally against any prescriptions now that she's on this side. It's like now that she's solidified as against this, mm-hmm. she feels like the drugs are literal mind control devices. Any questioning, even like really passive questioning as I'm doing, I'm just asking for like, help me understand your point of view a little better. Honestly, and she's like, if there is a mind control drug out there, yeah, you know what it is? Weed. You know how it's like that? Tell me all about that. I have theories. It's not that you smoke weed and then all of a sudden you're you're indoctrinated in some sort of uh, subversive hippie culture. Mm-hmm. It's that the government, completely in the know that it's not a terrible drug, that you know it's it seems to be going fine when you legalize it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a problem here or there, but it's mostly a shit ton of money for schools, a booming industry, a tourist trade, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, just just gonna go good well, overall thing. Uh, what what has there been? There have been issues with uh, overdoses actually since. The oh really? Yeah. Like they someone finally found out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. There's not like a fatal overdose, but it's like. 
people buy uh, edibles and don't know how to use them, or right. their their children or their pets get into the edibles. It is a little weird that like it's treated as like this Schedule One heroin type drug, mm-hmm. and then as soon as it's legalized, it's like going to a candy store. <laughs> why? Why isn't there a middle ground? <laughs> right. You got to ease into it. Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. Like you can't. You can't just be Mister. I'm going to be Cheech and Chong for the weekend. Exactly. And then hang with the doses that they go with after 70 years of straight potheadery. Right. But here's how I think it's mind control. And it's in a very subtle way. And it doesn't has nothing to do with people eating too many brownies. Mm -hmm. It's mind control in the sense that the government knows that besides edible situation, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty, it's, it's not as dangerous as they've been talking about for the past century. They know that and they know it's totally profitable. Everyone's Mm -hmm. pretty much in support of it, you know, throughout the country, even in the rural areas, they're getting heavier yes votes versus no votes. Mm so it comes down to why are they metering out the release of it so much? It's because by metering out the release of it, they're able to hide bigger, crazier things going on in the background while everyone celebrates, smokes weed, and generally becomes more docile as a population. Eventually, I guarantee you, every time there is a on the ballot for all these, for particularly for the rest of the states, mm-hmm. all the bleeding edge states are all done with. Mm-hmm. They're all taken care of. They got their paperwork through. They're not doing this probably. But the other states, the ones that have been taking hardline noses against it for a while, then all of a sudden have to transition to coming back, they're going to use it out of spite as a weapon Mm -hmm. to hide nefarious deeds behind uh, bursts of euphoria. What kind of nefarious deeds are we talking about? Like like, uh, Like they're going to slip in some really... Shady ballot initiatives. Yeah, maybe they'll like earmark. No one will pay attention to that one, but they'll. Oh, yeah. earmarking in like laws. Yeah, like they'll be like, like okay, the weed laws. law. It's like all weed laws, and then mm-hmm. like like the seventh bullet in. It's like also uh, the police can enter your home and slap you yeah. if they if they keep your if they keep their eyes closed. It's not against the Fourth Amendment or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not search and seizure if they're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, and 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 they're using weed as a, as a way to sneak in while people are celebrating. That wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Thinking they're all happy—that's really what's going on. So, but that's the only form of mind control I can really see mm-hmm. occurring government-wise. Because besides that, I'm pretty sure the government isn't organized enough to to really perfect a, a science that heretofore doesn't exist. Agreed. So there we go. So I was in. So, uh, so how did your argument turn out? Did like was there a final volley? There's was a lot, there a response? There's a lot more to go here. Oh really? Like wh- how did the tone go? How did the tone move? Because I know I had a, myself an internet argument, and I don't know if I was. I don't know if I was uh, on the right. Yeah. But I want to see this one through so that we at least have one winner. Well, I'm still. Uh, I'm still keeping my my rational position and trying to be uh, somewhat accommodating. Still trying to understand my opponent here. So I responded, uh, pharmaceuticals can cause harm when used incorrectly or irresponsibly prescribed. They can also save lives. 
You seem to be proposing some conspiracy to manipulate behavior and cause social disruption in order to gain profit. Mm. Oh, she's the conspirator. This is my response to her. She's the conspirator. She's the one that's feeding into some agenda. That seems to be the case. Mm -hmm. All the tables have turned. I am familiar with the CDC, but I'm not aware of any research or guidelines they've disseminated which supports that conclusion. Perhaps you could direct me to a specific page. Perhaps I'm misinterpreting your conclusion. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here, but require more than loose associations to support such grand claims. You're totally a shell for Big Pharma. 100%. I can see it. She just caught on um, my previous post that I talked about cryptic word salad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, I am a great writer. (laughs) If you can't understand stream of consciousness writing, then you need to take a modern lit class, buddy. Ian Dixon. Ian Dixon. (laughs) Cryptic word salad would imply I was unclear. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just replay (laughs) what she said before, right here. (laughs) And the Scott Castigators can be the judge, (laughs) if that implication was correct. Go on. This type of response implies strongly the word salad held clear threat to those only wanting the political answers to the political assignment of infantile drugging. (laughs) Medically understood side effect problems. (laughs) (laughs) Big government wants word salad happen. Word salad happen the way we revolution. Revolution with word salad we will. Encrypt the word salad. Pass message. Go. You would not be responding had I practiced that cryptic word salad thing. What? Wouldn't I? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. You'd be like, this person seems like a, a rational person with thought-out views, and maybe it wouldn't be worth it to engage with this person. I don't know. The business of targeting infants with strongly questionable products intended for internal injection application? Mm-hmm. It was a bad idea before it was industrialized into today's malignant irrationality. Mm. But approximately three decades in determining, spreading, implementing practice, nothing but grossly bad business, this population suffers the consequences of. So she's for or against gun control? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to get to. (laughs) I'm still playing it cool. I said, you are correct that I intended to say you are unclear when stating that you're speaking in cryptic word salad. (laughs) It is 100% on the money. (laughs) Your syntax doesn't make sense. And at times it appears that you don't complete a thought before moving to another. You can be more concise by stating, and here I give her a little formula to put her thoughts into. <laughs> Noun. One. <laughs> what specific drug are you referring to? Okay. Two. What specific effects do you propose that drug has? And three. Cite a specific source that supports that connection. If you can't do that, I am bowing out of this conversation because we can't have a meaningful discourse when you diatribe about vague ideas without any point of reference. I mean, admit it, though. You didn't enter that fray to get the meaningful discourse. (laughs) I did want to understand her position. And you thought that if you wrote with complete sentences, like, she would learn (laughs) about that? She'd be like, what is this dot in between thoughts? (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to Google that real quick before I Google that CDC link he wanted. So it looks like she just responded uh, about when we started casting. Oh, wait. Oh, so this is recent. This is what recent. you were doing instead of coming by. <laughs> Ian Dixon, you didn't bring discourse. <laughs> Ian Dixon. <laughs> you didn't bring discourse, only demands for limiting discourse with ridiculous demands in light of the actual cause of a great many problems. I have made clear I bring up the very changed, intensified, and frequently revised and changed entire 30-plus-year program of pharma injections targeted specifically at infants. What is that? <laughs> A few billion dollars in sacrifice compensation backs up just how oversimplified you're trying to instruct me to perform at to appease you. Feel free to bow out. You're not up to engaging in the first place. You know I brought up the bull-eye major change in source-impacting people and who they utilize those tools. Mm-hmm. Inhumane human research against infants in every stage of their development hit with a long list of same-name altered products. CDC has kept note of alterations made over the decades. This is where you demand evidence from, not adults who already made the effort for that working knowledge stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Well, you know, I would advise not to infer I said I was going to bow out. You did say. If she, if she couldn't follow the formula. It was a pretty simple formula. What was the formula again? Name a specific drug. Any. Any and all. She's claiming that infants are pumped full of drugs. I want to know one specific one that she's referring to that she thinks is harmful. I mean, truth be told, uh, there's plenty of harmful drugs out there to pick from, even if she wasn't taking this this stance. But, like, even further, the claim that drugs are what's causing shootings? Right. And I was trying to, like, we're in this thread about guns, and you're talking about pharma, so like again, specifically point number two: what are you proposing these drugs are responsible for in relation to the article, the the original post? Right, about <laughs> locking your guns up for fuck's sake, <laughs> like every reasonable gun owner I know would do. Right, <laughs> and then point three is like uh, provide some some citation for that. It's not for that connection. Look, it's not the gun owners. It's not the guns that are the problem. It's not the people that are the problem. It's not... It's that fucking MMR vaccine. Yeah, it's smallpox. (laughs) (laughs) Smallpox was wiped out, and let me tell you, I didn't appreciate that. It's coming back in the form of insanity in the masses. She's pretty much equating the vaccinations, uh, other whatever drugs people give babies at birth that, I mean... It seemed like at points she was referring to, like, psychiatric pharmaceuticals, um, mm-hmm. but she didn't make that clear, so I, I don't know. I think she could benefit from some psychiatric pharmaceuticals. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe she just needs to take a breather. I mean, everyone's yeah. been... And again, I had... I had ideas about why maybe she communicated the way she did that you uh, did did you did you elucidate them i didn't i didn't um (laughs) i didn't propose them to her because i thought that might have been offensive probably probably but apparently so is like asking for evidence well anything besides like totally admitting that this person's right or that you were wrong or that anything like that even if you did admit all that stuff she wouldn't respond yeah she 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 would just be like huh Go on. One. <laughs> One. <laughs> One me. 
So there's a number of explanations. Um, The one that immediately jumped to mind, I think you're correct, and that maybe she had some experience with some pharmaceuticals that she didn't care for, because the word salad thing is a pretty... uh, prominent feature in bipolar a lot of times mm, that's a thought i mean i mean you know it's hard to diagnose given five paragraphs right of word I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's what's going on i'm saying that's a possibility right right other possibilities maybe english is not her first language maybe she's uh what's russian, her name russian spy i don't know like mary <laughs> i'm not gonna Adrina. i'm not gonna do do that on the on the cast, I'm not gonna. What's what's her full name? What's her address? <laughs> <laughs> Where does we'll, she we'll live? Leave it anonymous. What's her what's her phone? I don't want to disparage anyone on the cast. Just, I mean, besides, you know, not by name. It didn't look foreign, but I I don't know. Well, even then, I don't. I highly doubt it because yeah, because because like you know, and it, and it doesn't matter really because uh, that thought pattern is pretty crazy yeah no matter where you kind of come from and it, that's distinctly american though because she mentioned that she's been in america for a pretty long time yeah so i would say that uh maybe she has some kind of learning disability maybe she's uh dyslexic or she can't she doesn't have like expressive language abilities that would help her to elucidate her her thoughts and feelings here's my thoughts on this argument if at the end of the argument the mm-hmm. The conversation turns to, do you think this person has some sort of psychological issues? Then that person lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's my best guess. Yeah. Like, if one person is saying that you're a government shell, Mm -hmm. and the other person is saying, I think this person needs help, (laughs) you can kind of (laughs) tell. One out of a million cases is going to be the other way. (laughs) Let's see here. I've got my own feud, but I was so embarrassed with it, I deleted it from the Facebook, I just remembered. So uh-huh. I got to see if I got a screenshot from when I was, because I, cause I was engaging in a feud, and I took screenshots to send to send to people as it went on, being like, am I crazy? <laughs> and they were like, no, this person's crazy and insensitive. This person's insane. So, okay, I think I have, okay, I have the full text as a screenshot. <laughs> this is not public. <laughs> Except for on Scottcast, but you know I'm a fair broadcaster. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and lord over this guy, edit my thoughts, you know, to make me look good, make him look bad. Because honestly, I think I look bad in this. It starts off with him looking bad, but I think it ends with me looking bad. You know, just the further they're okay. engaging these people, it's like they they just bait you. That's what I'm saying. Like these yeah, emotions. I, uh, I'm not proud of what I did there. I don't. I don't approve of castigating uh people who who need help right right but i just i thought that somehow i could reach out and like make her maybe have some insight about oh this is kind of weird that feeling happens with me once in a blue moon on these kind of things and i think it happens to kind of everyone yeah like they're in some mood they've got a little time to kill right oh (laughs) i can help this person see the light and Wait a minute. This person, I can help. Obviously, the internet is the place to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want to do like a Scott Cast search uh, for someone who's had their opinion changed in a comment section. (laughs) 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 I want to find that person. I will interview you. I will pay you (laughs) to engage with this interview with me. It'll be wonderful. Um, But the feud that I engaged with... Uh, is not on such lofty topics such as gun control, such as uh, 
vaccinations and drugs and stuff. Uh, it's It has to do with something even loftier than the issues of our national time, and that is uh, one of the latest ep- episodes of ScottCast, uh, episode 29, with a uh, special guest, Chris Ledondo. So, given a, it's a special guest... And uh, he's he's very popular or very well known, I should say. At this point, he's well known on, according to the podcast that he's been on, uh, Tell Him Steve Dave. He's well known amongst Tell Him Steve Dave fans. Mm-hmm. So when I had that episode published, you know, seeking glory and fame like I do, I published the link and yeah. I said something along the lines of, uh, "For fans of Chris Ladondo, check out this episode. We talk this, this, and that." You know, we talk about, uh, what did we talk about? We talked about Elon Musk. We talked a bit about, uh, the Tell Him Steve Dave Ants and the psychology mm-hmm. behind them. And we talked about many other things. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, point is, I got one comment on it after like a few hours of posting. And like, I kind of expected more, mm-hmm. like a deluge of like, oh, cool. Uh, basically a bonus pod while Tell Him Steve Dave is kind of, Kind of shit in the bed on the regular release schedule that they promised. Yeah. Uh, earlier. Uh, so I was like, cool, pretty much a bonus pod. They'll, they'll all like it, snap it up, download it, maybe take a listen. We got a few additional listens, but mostly we got this. Uh oh. <laughs> I got a comment. From a, from a, from, from, there's, there's two players in this. One, uh, well, just uses initials M, and the other one uses initials J, and then there's Scott. Mm-hmm. So M relays the first comment. I'll never understand those that enjoy him. Blank. Nothing. Nothing else. Okay. From Chris Ladondo's perspective. Like, cause he's saying, I'll never understand people who enjoy Chris Ladondo. Yeah. And after that Chris Ladondo conversation, where we were talking about these people, how like they had like some weird immediate knee jerk reaction to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I started, now I'm developing a reflexive knee-jerk reaction against people who talk shit about him, about my podcast. And this is what I said in response to that. I'll never understand people that enjoy him. I said, he's pretty funny in this episode, owns up to the more childish side of his social media habits, that's ironic, and has a lot to say about encouraging people to be creative. He also took like an hour and a half out of his day after traveling to be on a small-time podcast he never heard of. So that's why I'm a fan of the guy. So far, it's not a crazy interaction, right? That's a pretty rational thing to say. Right? Because it's like, here, here's the deal. Here's why. Here's why I like him. Exactly. Why I'm pro-Dondo. This is why I'm pro-Dondo. And that's how I viewed it. And if I left it at that, Mm -hmm. you know, it would have probably been fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... I felt like I had to respond because it was, A, the only comment on this link that I posted with my episode on it. Right. And at the time, I think it might have been like one of the only interactions at all. And mm-hmm. so I was just like, shit, I got, I can't just let this be. I can't just let this sit. I got to respond. Totally not what should have happened. So Jay responds to that thought. Yeah. And what about where he talks about the ants, capital A? He didn't mention that at all. So I'm assuming it's not good. And then M liked that comment. M and J like each other's comments. Mm-hmm. And a Carol said, personally, I think he's quite entertaining on the podcast, but find him intolerable online. I liked that comment. And I responded to Jay. He says the ants remind him of his childhood friends. So yeah, what an asshole. Things are starting to escalate. Mm-hmm. 
threw the sarcasm out there. Yeah, it's 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 happening now. Um, and then Mike, or, and then M responds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from so yeah, what an asshole who he loves to block and blame it on them being racists. He blocks me for saying ghost pussy. Yeah, basically I'm Hitler. That's how he responded to that. I don't know if I caught what he was trying to say there. Um, I think he was trying to say he had some uh some bad experience with Chris Ladondo. That's definitely what's apparent is that like he tweeted at him, and Chris Ladondo blocked him. Uh. And, and says he was. So it sounds like M is kind of an asshole. M, yeah. So M has <laughs> previously been blocked before. <laughs> um, so maybe that says something. I, I I don't know if I've ever been blocked. I've never yeah. I've never encountered a message that says someone blocked me. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's that's a good. Have you ever been blocked by someone on the internet? I don't think so. How do you know you've been blocked? I don't know. So that's that's another thing, M. <laughs> <laughs> If you know you've been blocked, you probably did something horrible. Well, I don't know about that. If you know you've been blocked, you at least know you're going after someone a little too much. Yeah. That you've went all the way to the point where not only have you been blocked, but you found you found the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like you're charging ahead so fast, you actually got to the point where they had to tell you, dude, you've right. been blocked. <laughs> if I was ever blocked by anyone, it was someone that I was distancing myself from and didn't realize that I was blocked. Right. 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 So, so like, that's what a decent person would do. Typically. <laughs> so his response was more like, I think it came from me saying he says the ants remind him of his childhood friends. And then he would be like, he's pretending he's like saying it right after I said it, even though it was like two hours after I said it. So it's, he says the ants remind him of his childhood friends. And then he says who he loves to block and blames it on them being racist. So that's, I think that the seems like yeah. a, a legit reason to block somebody, though. I mean, yeah, if you were you saying racist shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I responded to M. Really, period. Because I called him that, too. And he appeared on my podcast right after. We even played a game about ghost towns. Maybe. Just maybe. You were being a jerk, too? And that's why you got blocked? Not saying he doesn't have an itchy Twitter finger. He does. But considering you only want to talk shit on a small-time podcast attempt at promotion and have an avatar without an actual picture, I might assume otherwise. I threw in that mostly as a treat to anybody who would actually listen to that episode Mm -hmm. and hear the part where LaDondo was like, all these people happen to not have avatars with pictures of themselves. They always have like a giraffe or something. And this guy, he has like a little picture of a demon. Mm Mm-hmm. With the Tom Steve Dave underneath it, so this is like a huge fan of Tom Steve Dave, where his entire Facebook presence is tailored towards his fandom of Tom Steve Dave. Mm-hmm. Like he goes onto Facebook, and it's because of Tom Steve Dave, and he's on it all day. Uh, and he's responds to that. Sorry, I don't take selfies like a mo. Okay, it was like a motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> and then Jay responds, Scott Krause, you act like he was talking shit about you personally. Calm down. Maybe I should. I'll give him that. He has never even said anything about your pod. You brought that up. Well, it's on my pod. Anyways, I'm responding to the guy while I'm talking when he says, I can get why you and Ghost Pussy get along. Mike liked that one. Damn it. M liked that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have to respond, right? Mm -hmm. 
because at this point it's too much. And actually, now I think about it, I don't have my full responses because I write too much when I when I do these things, which is probably a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's not word salad. I got that going for me. Keep it concise. Uh, you That's know, how you win arguments. Yeah, concise. Ask questions, but this didn't happen with me. Uh, Jay, I'm responding to what people bring up on my post. If my response to these thoughts is offensive or off kilter, I'd be happy to take it down. Like I get that I look like a jerk. It's that small time. Po- it's just a Scottcast is just a small time podcast I do because it works for me, and I admit it's way too close to my heart, and it's nobody else's problem. But this knee jerk reaction is just bothering me to this guy. Like, why have this knee jerk reaction? Mm-hmm. Why? Why not just see Ladondo's on some small time podcasts pod? Mm-hmm. And don't talk shit about that. Just move on. Yeah. Have it, Express your opinion elsewhere somewhere. Express a good opinion somewhere else. A constructive opinion somewhere else. Start a pod. And invite everyone but Chris Ladondo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have that thing. <clears throat> and then literally, then Jay responds. He's defending M like they're married. Mm-hmm. And he says, literally all Mike said was, I'll never understand those that enjoy him. All M. All M. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Whatever. How many fucking mics are there? Uh, yeah, know. right. How is that? Yeah, and his, and his, and his freaking profile picture doesn't have a person on it, so it's not like anyone can find him. So I said it's a knee-jerk reaction because without an attempt at understanding, he posted an automatic reaction to the comment because it was negative and he could. It was literally an automatic response to a topic he didn't look into. Then he said, no, I stated, this is M, no, I stated my opinion over past engagements with him, kind of. It was eventually clarified. Okay. <sighs> and then I responded, I didn't say he can't voice his opinion. I'm just lamenting that these opinions are so shallow, negative, and baked in. If y'all listened to the episode and had something negative to say after and wanted to talk about it, at least that has substance. But what y'all are saying doesn't have a lot of substance. It's just poking the guy who published a free podcast for his fellow fans. And that's how I ended it. And then he gave me an okay buddy with a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. And I deleted it a day after. Because this entire time, every time someone posted a response to this stupid argument, mm-hmm. my post shot up to the top of that group and more plays were coming in. Okay. So I it kind of worked out. It kind of did work out. Because, <laughs> because like, the actual comment thread uh, of that 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 thing, it was, like, minimized when, when it would show up on the feed. So it was just, I don't understand those who don't enjoy Ladondo. Or I don't understand those who enjoy Ladondo. And then 17 comments. Mm-hmm. And who clicks that? No one wants to see that conversation. They're just like, oh, okay, like. So, like, the actual post... Got likes, got attention, got traffic. But this argument is what I centered my attention on. Mm-hmm. It ruined my day for like two days afterwards. Because like during the argument, I was, I was just livid. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, oh my god, these people are so stupid, overreacting completely. Yeah, and trying my best to respond in a way that both a uh, explained why. I was re- reacting this way, and B, made them look like jerks. Which, you know, is probably not a productive way to go on in a conversation. I gotta admit, it didn't feel too good to be in it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, 
you know, after after all the fame died down from all the traffic we got pouring into the old Scott Cast, uh, you know, Scott Cast ratings. Yeah, you know, I just felt dirty and unclean. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't think the Tell Him Steve Dave people at large like me at all. There's like a good hundred thousand people mm. in the world. Got a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people in the world who, who, who are part of this tell them Steve Dave thing. And I feel like I've been shunned from their society all because of these two people. Hmm. Shunned from fandom. And it's almost like it's ruined tell them Steve Dave itself for me. Cause like now every time I listen to it, I'm just going to be like, you know what? The fans think I'm an asshole. And so do these people. So does tell them Steve Dave. Tell them Steve Dave. They tell me I'm an asshole. Yeah. That's what I think. That's the psychology now. It's like ruined this great thing for me. Hmm. And so now I'm at a crossroads. What do I do? So I went to Cafe 1923, which is at downtown Hamtramck, yeah. Yeah. with a pad of paper. And I was going to think about how I was going to dress this and many other things mm-hmm. on Scottcast. I was sitting there in the cafe, uh, just enjoying my drink. It was just me and like three other dudes in this room that was kind of off from where people order drinks. Like, there's, like, this room it's like where the people back sit. room with the, the books and shit? Yeah, it had the books and all the chairs. And yeah. so people go there, and that's where they have their drinks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was the front room kind of area where they had, you ordered your stuff, you know, paid your money, etc. Right. So I was just sitting there, hanging out, when all of a sudden I feel like a whoosh past me. And it's like, I had no idea what was going on. I looked up. And like there was nothing. And then the other three people looked up and they were like, Stop thief And Damn. they all three of them jump up, sprint out the door, and all of a sudden I'm in this coffee shop all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have no idea what the hell's going on. Like I wait like ten seconds just like staring around like waiting for like i don't know someone to come from the other room being like what just where did they go or anything like nothing Mm -hmm. the place was dead silent i was like uh okay so i got up walked to the front room to investigate what was going on everyone was just chilling uh still on their little skype meetings doing their little business thing uh i didn't see the barista anywhere uh turns out she was in the bathroom or something like that she comes out like i'm about to ask her do you know something that just happened here and then these guys come in and they're like, all three of them, it's like the frickin' Avengers from Hamtramck. <laughs> like the Hamtramck Avengers coming in, the Hamtramck Justice League. And, and they're, and they're coming in, we got your tip jar. All breathing heavily and all like heroes and the brush is like, oh my god, thank you, thank you for the giving me the tip jar, oh my god. And like, cause she didn't know, she, she had no idea it was gone. <laughs> this, this thief's main, this thief's main, uh, mistake yeah was running if he just walked out of that building no one would have gotten their spider-man outfit on and chased him down because apparently they chased him right out the front he took the long way going through the the back there he did take the long way and i actually he ran right by the fucking avengers (laughs) yeah he ran right by the avengers (laughs) amtramic avengers So these guys, they chase him down, and like then they're explaining what happened, and they're like, "Yeah, we chased him down, and then we tackled him against the dumpster." <laughs> what the fuck? I put money in that tip jar like five minutes earlier. There was like seven dollars. 
less effort goes into finding a car that gets stolen. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, thank you, thank you. And, and like, I'm just thinking this whole time, first off, I'm thinking to myself, now I know something about myself. Mm-hmm. In a situation when, like, there's a call to action and it's like, it's, we're either men or your boys. Who's men? Who's coming with me? I'm the boy sitting back. <laughs> like, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Because these other three, it took no time at all for all three of them, total strangers, mm-hmm. like all doing their own thing. Like when I walked into that cafe and I sat down, I was like, cool. No one here knows each other. It's going to be nice and quiet. It's just going to be awkward silence between everybody. Like, everyone's going to position themselves awkwardly so they're not staring right at somebody but not avoiding anybody kind of thing. Right. And But but it's when the call to action comes and, and, and there's a thief to be stopped, there's $7 to be regained. <laughs> <laughs> These people turn into <laughs> the fucking Justice League, the Hamtramck Avengers, and, and, and they tackle him against a dumpster to get his $7. The seven dollars back. I mean, it's, I guess they don't know it was seven dollars. It could have been anything. It could have yeah. been. I think it was clear. It was a tip jar, mm-hmm. right? But uh, I guess it wouldn't be clear otherwise what it would be. Um, but my thought here is, you know, that's a if you're in such a position mm-hmm. where you need seven dollars so badly that you will run faster than a moderate jog to get it. Mm-hmm. In general, just take it. Just go. You know, this person running for their frickin' life for $7 mm. still somehow gets totally... <laughs> <laughs> somehow that still doesn't work. And and here we are. We got these frickin' hipster superheroes standing standing in the middle of the hallway, framed by the light with their mm. hands on their hips, looking all glorious and feeling proud of themselves for bringing that $7 back from that guy who needed to steal $7. <laughs> you know, they're feeling real good. But like and like and apparently this guy's limping away away from the away from the dumpster or something like that. I don't think they I don't think they webbed They didn't him up. detain him. Yeah, they didn't detain him. <laughs> they got they had that he had that going for himself. They didn't get detained. But this is what I'm thinking is like, if we had a society, and I've heard this proposed elsewhere, and I don't know, I don't know the specifics behind it of how it would work. But you know what? This is where, this is where I might be coming on to something. Let's hear it. What if everybody in the nation was given universal basic income? Do you think we'd get people stealing tip jars? I don't think so. I think. I think if everyone had universal basic income and like everyone had like like you know a very scant amount to just kind of base off them, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be even livable. Like it could just be just well, a little be bit. Livable. It should. Well, if it's universal basic income and like we're jumping right to it, yeah. Like maybe start slow. Like everyone gets five grand. Everyone gets ten grand. Everyone gets fifteen, twenty, eventually, and. I don't know what whatever the poverty standard is, or put it a grand above that, and you're good, right? Is that how money works? Well, I think the poverty standards haven't been uh, revised since like the '90s, so they're haven't kept up with inflation. It's like thirteen thousand for an individual. Uh, okay, so well, you know, do the math, <laughs> figure out what a loaf of bread costs. You know, figure out what a 
well, if a pita bread costs for the gluten intolerant or whatever, and uh, get some uh, get some equations done, figure out a universal basic income. Mm-hmm. This way, we don't have our Hamtramck Avengers wasting time chasing perps down the street, tackling them against dumpsters over seven dollars. Yeah, you know. That's what I think. I think I, I've seen this proposed before. I've I've heard people go on podcasts trying to sell books, mm-hmm. um, saying that they've worked out all the math and all the details of it, and it would actually work. And then I've seen people on internet forums say that that person's a quack, and here's why. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Why not give it a shot? I think it's a good idea. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of programs out there that have run as pilots for kind of different aspects of that and particularly one that comes to mind is for i want to say it was for um i don't know if it was for drug addicts or for homeless people but stable housing was a need and when you provide housing Mm -hmm. like guaranteed stable housing um everything else gets better Okay. Provide for that Maslow hierarchy shelter. Absolutely, yep. And, like, get everyone kind of up to shelter, and then everyone kind of... That's a great base for people to start yeah. doing the rest of their Maslow hierarchy. you got to have a foundation. Right. And, of course, not everybody launches, but if you get a good enough percentage mm-hmm. launching, it'll be totally, you know... Pays for itself. Pays for itself kind of situation. You know, you'll get people off of uh, all the other welfare programs, mm-hmm. whatever that is. If you don't like welfare programs, this is a way to yeah, do the, it. The revolving door of the criminal justice uh, programs. Yeah. That's really expensive. Yeah, it's, it's expensive. It's cheaper to just let people fucking you, live in a place. You think it's cheap stationing Hamtramck Avengers in every coffee shop? <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, those guys were just, those guys were so excited <laughs> when that guy ran. It's like, I didn't even catch their faces, but I bet a couple of them cracked a little smile when that happened. They were like, yeah, let's go do this. It's like, does that happen these days? Are people that chivalrous over thievery? I'm kind of, uh, what's the word I want? I'm, uh, impressed or, uh, uh surprised. I'm pleased that, that that's the thing that happened. The, the the getting the, up and going to get yeah, it. Yeah, that people in this town care that much about seven dollars for their barista. Yeah, right. I mean, it's I'm all for the barista getting <laughs> her money. The fact that other people will stand up for her. Yeah, that's what that's what pleases me. You know, and I'm sure they didn't think it was a seven dollar thing. I'm sure they thought it was a substantial thing, or they thought you know even if it wasn't a substantial thing, it's it was the that, morals of it. It's the morals of this of thievery. Yeah, that they. <laughs> they decided to tackle this man against the dumpster over. <laughs> like the, that quick moral thinking is something I just don't have. I don't have that snap to it thinking. I don't have that snap to a judgment of people or things or situations, I guess. Maybe I do. Yeah, uh, it's just that just wasn't the case. You have to turn that on intentionally. Yeah, I have to turn like it a psychopath. on. Psychopath. Yeah. I was reading today. <laughs> I was reading today how uh, in the BBC they they did some footage or they got some footage of some psycho brains, right? <laughs> <laughs> footage of psycho brains. <laughs> they put up, they put them in that uh, big ass uh, big ass machine and uh, the the fMRI or the CAT scan thing. Yeah, whatever. It looks at brains. They did a they did a little test to see if psychopaths could turn on their empathy rather than. Uh, you know, and be, become, be incapable of expressing it. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that if they told psychopaths 
uh, while watching videos of people getting harmed, which is like, why would you do that? Why would you put yourself in this situation where you're like, you're sticking a psychopath in some small area and then forcing them to watch a bunch of violence right after that is like, okay, let me come over there. <laughs> Let me take those things off of you. That's what we call priming. <laughs> Psychopath's just like tapping his freaking fingers like, I just, I just want to be good. <laughs> but but uh, um, they found that uh, when they tell them, hey, why don't you give empathizing a shot, asshole? And they look at a guy kicking a dog or something, like they'll feel empathy. And they and they'll and they can scan it in the brain and there's the mirror neurons are firing like mm-hmm. like like they want it like because apparently empathy is when your brain mirrors another brain's experience mm-hmm. in some ways in some form of hmm I wonder how that feels kind of thing and psychopaths famously do not have this ability or have the ability to just flip it on and like the standby is off mm-hmm. you know yeah. So I think I might be in a situation where my switch may not be off, but my switch is definitely selective here <laughs> because I'm over here. This guy's stealing $7, escaping, running far away. And the three guys get up and they're mm-hmm. like, stop that man. Ah! And they run and they yeah. tackle him. Yeah. Get the dumpster and get that money back. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm not pro thief. Mm-hmm. I'm not anti-barista. Yeah. But that weird vigilante tribalism. You're like, uh. I don't like it at all. You're looking for a balance there. There's, what is, what do you mean? Like a rational balance, like kind of risk versus benefit of. It sounds like you're actually empathizing with the thief. Like he needs that seven dollars. He's in a desperate situation. Way more than that barista. The barista didn't even know it was gone. Exactly. So, yeah, like, you're, like, uh, looking at it on a larger scale than maybe those guys were. They've got, there's, there's, um, oh, I can't remember who proposed it, but there's a theory about, um, like, moral stages, the stages of moral development. What's that? And most people, there's, like, five or six of them, and most people don't go past three or four. Okay. So it's like how we decide what's good and bad. And you got your little kids that mom and dad say that's good, that's bad, and that's that's what it is. Right. Because <laughs> they can't, uh, they don't have the capacity to reason beyond that yet. Yeah, they're too busy doing other shit. Um, and then they get a little older, and it's ego takes over, and it's all about what's good for me. Mm-hmm. And so good I'm and bad. I'm definitely at that stage. Good and bad becomes about uh, consequences. Okay. So reasonable. Taking the cookie isn't bad because mom and dad say it's bad. It's bad because uh, you don't get any TV at night, or you get the shit kicked out of you, or whatever. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> whatever happens, there's a consequence, and that's why it's bad. It's not because. <laughs> Having not because disobeying mom and dad. <laughs> What's going to happen? Is the TV off? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you advance beyond that, and you get into your uh, your like kind of preteen teen stage, and you start to think about um, like why we actually have rules. So the cookie's not bad because mom and dad said it was bad. It's bad because it's 
going to ruin your health. You're not going to have an appetite for the actual dinner that gives you nutrition and helps you be healthy. Right. Right. Well, I guess so. I, I better start applying that logic. <laughs> so there's purpose to our rules. Oh. Right. This is where you're learning. This is where you're teaching me. Beyond that, and some people don't get this far, um, we have rules. I don't want to say this. There's purpose for rules. Mm-hmm. Utilitarian purposes for purposes, why we have rules. The purposes for those rules don't always align with justice. Mm. What does that mean? So we had rules about white people had to drink from one any fountain they fucking please, and people of color had to drink from a particular fountain. Right. You got to sit at the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. Those are rules, and they had a purpose. Yes. But the purpose was... <laughs> Bad purpose. Flawed. Yeah. Right? So there's that level. And then there's... Level five is kind of uh, abstract. It's like uh, almost divine purpose where you're, you develop your own values and it's not based on society or justice necessarily. It's more abstract. It's, uh, I don't know how to describe that one. Okay. Yeah, just... I might have skipped some steps too. <laughs> okay. I thought there was maybe six. You went I... from people believe in utility to this person so is anyway, God. <laughs> there's different levels. Um, how did we get to that? It's because you're looking at it from a grander scale than these uh, these vigilantes. They vigilante were the Avengers. Stealing is bad. Yeah, that's where they were. At. And they were yeah, and they're sold on that. Stealing they're is sold. bad. They're sold enough that all no they exceptions. had to see a guy. All they had to do was see a guy running. Yeah, and it's it's clobbering time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're at a place where you're like, um, we have these rules, and there's reasons for these rules, but also. That guy is in a desperate place, and he needed that $7. Right. So you might be at level three or four, and they're at level two. Okay, so I'm better than that. So neither of you are wrong. Oh, I thought that meant I was right. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at it from a different lens. Okay. And my lens is much more thoughtful and more sit in your seat while things happen. uh, (laughs) You have a, a, a wider scale of things. Yeah. That's not to say that what they did was wrong. I think that was badass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I approve of... Uh, I, I especially approve that they didn't detain him. Yeah, they just injured him. And Maybe him they go. had some level of empathy for him. Like, oh, you you know, don't do that again, guy. <laughs> like, sorry you're in your situation, but uh, that barista, she earned that. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's that. I mean, I guess... So you're, like, totally pro-vigilante still. No, not totally pro. Not totally pro. But what What about the... What about the... What about the knee-jerk, like, I I decide now and I will... I, will I like this. that... Because they had an element of justice in their actions. It was definitely they, a pure action. They were... They didn't benefit from doing that. Not, not well. That's debatable. Maybe they did. Oh yeah. I mean, like you know. I don't think that's what motivated them. I think they were. I think it is. I think it's that feeling of pride. That feeling yeah. of I'm one of the Hamtramck Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> that because it's like one person said, "Stop, thief! Catch that man!" And then the rest, like, just jumped up with them, and they were like, "I'm, I'm your man. Let's go." You know, there's this camaraderie, this feeling. I don't know, but maybe it's something else. Maybe I'm talking out of my talking out of my head. I mean, I, I, I we'd have to. 
you would, it's too bad nobody knew each other. We could have interviewed them and dissected their, uh, their Yeah, because right after this, it. I didn't really stick around to see what happened. I just yeah. left. Because <laughs> I was just like, well, what if I get robbed? Apparently it's a hot spot here. <laughs> you know what it is? Those, I'd start chasing that guy. <laughs> it's those fucking vaccines, man. <laughs> that guy was so vaccinated, he had to steal $7. <laughs> fucking from... That was probably Big Farmer right there. Big Farmer will walk and Guarantee through. it. That's how they make all their money. Yeah. It's like they make their money by stealing tip jars from lowly baristas. That's right. And they just multiply it across the country. I mean, how many coffee shops are there? There's at least three per town. There's about a million three per corner sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's three Starbucks and a gas station. Yeah. You know, fuel up. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a thought i mean uh, this episode does not make me look good this is like the i don't first think any of us come out looking good here i don't know we're all kind of just floating in the muck a little bit but you know what that's what it's like to be real real raw and esoteric yeah this is our experience like are we proud that we argued on the internet fuck no that is the most biggest waste of time emotion, I think that's the moral of the story energy <laughs> don't argue on the internet yeah it's, it's even if you think you're winning even if even if you're texting your friends and they're saying you're winning you know don't win <laughs> you're not like even if you won as hard as you possibly could it's like feud cast yeah. Like, what did I really win? You didn't really win anything. I still ate bugs. <laughs> but you got a mug. I did get a nice mug. You got a mug out of Feudcast. What did we get out of these internet arguments? Frustration. An episode that we're not quite proud to release, but <laughs> fuck it. We need content. There you go. <laughs> you know, it'll be heavily edited. <laughs> we'll look good. By the end of the editing, it's going to be like, I'm the main Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> There's this point where I stood on a box and I gave a speech to the rabblement. <laughs> Stealing is bad. <laughs> we will fight all thieves who enter this town. And everyone who earns a dollar in this town has the option to keep their dollar or spend it as they will without the thievery of a big farmer coming in. <laughs> So, you know, sometimes that's sometimes that's what it's like to be real. You yeah. know, we, everyone, if you're real, you're flawed. We're all real flawed. That's what it means to be real. That's true. To be real is to be real flawed. So if, if you're comfortable with your flaws, comfortable discussing them, comfortable uh, laughing about them, comfortable saying, well, this guy was a dick, but hey, maybe I was a dick too. And you know what? This happened. I don't like that, but you know what? Maybe I didn't like that because I'm a dick. You know, maybe that self-reflection is something that we need more in the media these days. I think that's uh, a position of strength. I think you you can only grow when you realize that you're a dick sometimes. Yeah, you got to realize you're a dick sometimes. You got to realize you're not always right. You got to realize that. And furthermore, why curate your life, curate everything you do, so that uh, all those flaws and stuff like that are hidden away? I mean, they don't have to be front and center. Yeah, they don't have to be right there. You know, like we're going to definitely have like a barrage of episodes before and after this one. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to bury this. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but we're not going to omit it from our lives and pretend it didn't happen and let let history make it look like we won all of those things. We're right. going to discuss it. We're going to be frank about it, and we're going to talk about it. And that's what ScottCast is about. It's the super colorful, original, telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. It's real. It's raw. It's esoteric. And... It's on Spotify, iTunes, Android, any other podcast player, YouTube. It's pretty much every freaking where you can go and pod. Audibletrial.com forward slash podcast. Support the pod. This pod is an expensive pod. <laughs> it's true. And Scott buys me beer every week. Every week I get him beer. You know, there's hosting costs, there's equipment costs, there's time costs in mm-hmm. particular. And like, I could have been, for every episode of ScottCast, I could have, like, knocked out a website <laughs> <laughs> and gotten paid. <laughs> but instead, I'm over here uh, giving dollar tips to baristas that never get through <laughs> <laughs> and uh, debating about my life on the mic. But you know what? I love it. This is the art form that I've decided to... Pursue. We should uh we should develop like a a Hamtramck superhero and make a movie. Oh, the Hamtramck Avengers. Yes. We should totally do that. And it's totally That'd happening. Be great. Oh my god. We got Emily Wood coming on the podcast later. She's expert in all Hamtramck mm-hmm. and and she's a visual artist expert, so she'll be able to give us a lot of like the visual cues of what a Hamtramck Avengers team would look like. And then you've got the psychology of these teams. So, like, we, we're going to be able to know all the inner struggles of their demons and stuff like that and the overall uh, environment of which they live in mm-hmm. and all the pushes and pulls. And me, well, I'm the ego, man. Me and, and we'll get David in a suit and film him because <laughs> he's got the raw strength. He's, he's got the superhero build. He's an exercise physiologist. Yeah. You could, you, could, you, could, you, could, you could put tights on that guy and call him a superhero, mm-hmm. you know? Just... You know, put your hand over his face, kind of like this. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be good. So that's a great idea. And I think that's where we should end this podcast, is watch out for the superhero Avengers. No, no. For watch out for the Hamtramck Avengers. We're going to flesh this shit out over a few pods and possibly episode 50. Maybe it's going to be the Hamtramck Avengers debut. Who knows? That would be glorious. I don't... <laughs> I don't know that we're that prepared. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're like at episode 40 at this point. <laughs> oh, damn. Or not 40, but like... Uh, 30, we're in the 30s. 34, 30, 33, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Anyways, it's been a great time potting in. Uh, stay tuned next week. Support the pod. And... Till next time, we bid you, we bid thee, adieu. Adieu. Adieu.